In this season as a church, we are encouraging those that will to participate in a survey called Gift Quest, where you answer a series of, you take a survey and we enter the data into a computer and uh, the computer generates a report with, with Bible scriptures encouraging you in the area where you're most gifted. And on Wednesdays, we're going to be hearing about hearing the voice of God. And so it's, it's, it's my desire that as we learn to hear the voice of God more clearly and become braver and more intent on obeying him, it's my desire that as we learn about how we are wired and hearing the Lord more clearly, we'll begin to become more active for God's purposes in Granbury. How about it? Amen. For this season, I'm also going to be preaching on love, and it's my, all, my other desire that you just be so infused with the love of God as you leave this place empowered to love others as well as to receive God's love for yourself and empowered to function in your giftings and to hear the voice of God. Ministry will grow from this place. Amen. It's my desire that we are all equipped with ministry for the purpose of spreading the love around the world. Amen. The love not as the world gives and the love not as sometimes religion gives, but the love that God gives that you're going to hear about today. Have you found Ephesians chapter 3 yet? Verse 14 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Paul is in prison. He's writing a letter of encouragement to this church. And he's beginning to write to them on the subject of love. The first half of this book, he talks about our position as believers, a position of a person in the eyes of God and in his kingdom who has become a believer. The awesome position. It's an awesome three chapters to read. And then he goes into the practice, the position, and then the practice of a Christian, the acceptance of Christ, and then the expectations of Christ. And segueing the two together is this prayer where if God answers it in your life, you receive the answer to this prayer, you have such a revelation of God's love that you want to serve him. You want to do his purposes. Not out of duty, but out of privilege. Not from perspiration or desperation or condemnation, but from inspiration. Yes, out of the revelation of his love. So let's get to this prayer. This is the reason he prays, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded. Can we say that together? Rooted and grounded. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend the incomprehensible, basically. That you may be able to begin to understand with all the saints, what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I'd like to speak to you this morning on the title, Comprehending God's Incomprehensible Love. Can we pray? Lord, we thank you that you love us. But like little children, 
whose parents love them with all their heart, Lord. If, if their child needed an organ, they would give it up for them. Yet that child doesn't know how much they are loved. I pray that every one of us who do not know how much you love us, that today we would begin to understand more than we ever have before of the price that was paid to show us the love that is ours to enjoy. In Jesus' name, amen. This love is not the love that the world gives or talks about. Um, the first Sunday of the year, Elder Greg Harrell spoke on overcoming love, how God's love helps us overcome and how his love overcomes barriers in our life. And at the beginning of that sermon, he did a contrast between the world's love and God's love. Here's a video that does the same thing. God's incomprehensible love. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts with faith, through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. I think that's my focus today. I want everyone in this room more rooted and grounded in the love of God than ever before, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. The expression of that love is expressed through the cross, what Jesus did for us. Someone sent me a picture last night on their iPhone in this modern age in which we are in is amazing. Uh, something they saw down at Sundance Square during the Super Bowl festivities. This, my friend, is not the signs and wonders that lead people to Christ. It drives them from him. But look at this. I hope misspellers are not going to the pit. And I've heard of General Patton, but General Heathen? 
This is the ministry of condemnation. If you read Hebrews 9.27, it's an amazing scripture, powerful truth, and we do need to be saved from hell. But I don't see the book of Acts, people condemning people to hell. Amen? Signs and wonders. This is not, this is a sign and a wonder, but it's not this kind. My desire that we begin to comprehend what is a width and length and depth and height. Verse 17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints. Jesus' brother Jude, verse 21 of his little book said, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Paul told the church in Thessalonica to a second letter, chapter 3, verse 5. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. Tell someone love is a priority. It is such a priority that the Bible says that God is love. It's not the Hollywood, Bollywood kind of love, here today, gone tomorrow. I love you now till somebody better comes along. I love you with everything I am from now on. And that love, God is love, is expressed in all that he is. The fruit of the Spirit is who God is. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, some have said, and I think they're correct, love is defined with joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, self-control, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. That's God expressed in his love to us. What is the width of his love? It is wider than anything you and I can imagine. Here's one expression of it in his forgiveness. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. He did not say the north from the south, the east from the west. That is an endless Width, is it not? He's removed our transgressions from us. One songwriter said he's, he's cast my sins in the sea of forgetfulness. God's not forgetful. He just chooses to not remember. And when he makes a decision, you can take it to the bank. That's how wide his love. His love is so wide it includes everybody. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Look at that. God so loved the world that whoever believes, God so loved the world, that's everybody, so that whoever believes, that's anybody. God loves everybody and anybody who will believe in him and receive his gift of love. That's Wide. Can we say wide? How long is his love? You know, with length, to measure the length of something, you've got to have a starting place and a stopping place. Do you not? What is the starting place and the stopping place of God's love? Let's see. Here's a good starting place. Ephesians 1, the same book, verse 3. Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, 
just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. He chose to love you before you were a twinkle in your daddy's eye. He chose to love you before you were a twinkle in Adam's eye. He chose to love you before there was creation. From the foundation of the world, Jesus was the lamb slain for sinners. See, the provision had already been planned before there was ever the mistake. It wasn't like, oh, our creation sinned. What are we going to do? It was already planned. That's an incredible starting place to love somebody before they ever began. Where does it end? Ephesians goes on to say, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, that's the future, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. God demonstrates his love for us, the Bible says, in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. For a righteous one, some might dare to die. But for a sinner, no one wants to die for someone wicked. You know, if Hitler came up needing a kidney, nobody's going to say, hey, me, I'm not going to do that. But that's what God did for us. He planted before the foundation of the world and he worked it while we were yet sinners and he continues it for the ultimate intention of his future purpose, eternity, future that we have yet to understand to express his love to us. This love is endless. It's measureless <laughs> and strong like the song says. That's long, isn't it? That is long. That is long. And depth. How deep is God's love? How, how deep is his love? So deep that he went into the earth. So deep that he went to Nazareth. But you know, to measure the length of something or the depth of something, you've got to have a starting point and a bottom point. We can't measure God's love starting in Bethlehem. It starts in heaven. And you measure the distance of God's love for his son to come and humble himself. Wow. Scriptures say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he did, not allow, he did not believe or consider his deity something to hold on to. But he made himself of no reputation. Imagine being God, the word of God, becoming flesh and becoming someone without any reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient Obedient, obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And he humbled himself still further by going into the grave. He went into 
hell itself by being separated from his father, if but for a moment. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? To pay the ultimate penalty of sin, which is separation from God. He experienced that for us. What depth, how deep, deep, deep is our Savior's love? We cannot measure it. We don't know how far spiritually or logistically heaven is from here. But to come from there to here to the position that he did, to live for 30 years in a God-forsaken place called Nazareth, of which it was said, has anything good come out of that town? Imagine a one-horse gypsy shanty town in India somewhere. That's what Nazareth was and still is. Occasionally there's tour buses that roll through there. But there's no shrines built there. There's, no, there's nothing nice there. The Son of God came to live there. It's, just, it, it's, it's beyond our comprehension, but worthy of our appreciation. Tell somebody, God's love for you is deep. And height. How high is high? How high is God's love? God is called the Most High. Luke 6.35 tells us to love our enemies and do good and lend and hope for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. God is so high that He loves His enemies. He is kind to the unthankful and the evil. That's a higher love than we can understand. How high is His love? We read this earlier. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. We know the starting point of the height of God's love and it starts in hell and goes up from there ends at the right hand of God in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. I'm not ending yet, but I just want to stop here for a moment and pray. Lord, help us to begin to grasp Begin to understand, to begin to appreciate and live in light of the width of your love, the depth of your love, the length of your love, and the height of it, Lord. It can't be measured. It's vast. It's immense. Our language fails to express. Let it sink in. Lord, I pray for that one who's not been walking in light of your love, either by running from you or living under condemnation or rebelling against you, not knowing how much you love them. I pray that they would receive this word as a sermon just for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. God's incomprehensible love. To know the love of Christ 
which passes knowledge. Now, we all love the verses that end with uh, uh, chapter 3. God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. To glory be to, to Jesus Christ to all generations in the church. Amen. But that's coming on the tail end of this prayer that we would begin to know God's love that would pass knowledge. I'm expecting God to do such great things in our lives that we are revoluted, that we are transformed by an understanding of God's love. Have you been to Love Field? There's, there's a sign down there where they use the word revolution, revolution, something like that, and uh, the word love is backwards in revolution, and they turn the letters around. Uh, Isaac Houghton tapped into something similar, and he's patented it. It's on one of his albums, Love Revolution. He's got the word love in the middle of it. And we have begun to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Paul said in Romans 8, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing wide enough. There's nothing deep enough. There's nothing high enough and nothing long enough to keep us away from God's love. His love is so high you can't get around it. So high you can't get over it. So deep you can't get under it. So long you can't get past it. God loves you. Amen. Tell yourself, God loves me. Amen. Watch this.
Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your love. He ends the prayer. May you be filled with all the fullness of God. To me, that means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, verse 5 ends with these words. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Amen? Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. He ends with these words. Now, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. He builds superlatives on, upon one another. If we were to unpack this verse, we could say he's able to do all that we ask or think. He's able to do what we ask or think. He's able to do all that we ask or think. He's able to do above all that we ask or think. He's able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Receive God's love for you. Just put your heart hand on your heart right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would generate a hunger in the heart of your people where we've been living outside of the privileges of a child of God by not soaking in the truth, not getting a handle on the fact that you love us. You love us. Maybe our parents didn't love us like they should, but you love us like a perfect parent. Lord, we thank you for those of us who have been blessed with children. Lord, we would do, with, do anything for our children. And you, Lord, you love us more than that. Help us to receive that love in Jesus' name. Amen. He's able to do more than we would pray for. Yet, he instituted prayer, and he wants us to pray. And so we're going to end this service with an opportunity to pray, an opportunity to receive prayer, an opportunity to receive the Lord. And in a minute, I'm going to have the, pray, the prayer team come and join me across the front. And uh, as they come, we'll give you an opportunity to come and join them. And we can pray with you for a greater revelation of God's love for you personally or for wisdom for a decision that you're making or a need for God to do something big in your life, a need for a miracle. Uh, maybe you want to come back to him or maybe you want to follow him. So we'll be up here to do that. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever would believe in him would not have to perish but could have eternal life. Eternal life. Experiencing eternal love. He loves you. Would you believe in Him today? If you find yourself beginning to believe these things we've been talking about, the things you hear every time you go to a Bible-believing church, that God sent His Son to die, and He arose from the dead, you find yourself beginning to believe that, that is saving faith what the Bible calls saving faith dawning in your heart. The Holy Spirit is doing a work in you, giving you the ability to believe that which is impossible to believe. Go with it. Go with it. Believe that God is drawing you because He is. Let's pray this prayer together. Oh God in heaven, I believe you are drawing us 
I believe you are drawing me to yourself. Help me to believe. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died for my sins. I believe that He arose from the grave. And I ask You to forgive me of my sins and allow Jesus' life to become mine and His death to become mine. I receive Your free gift of eternal life. It's that easy. Giving Him your life. Turning. You've tried living life your own way. It's time to start living life His way. Turning from the self-willed life to the God-willed life. And following Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand. We're here to pray with you about anything. We want to minister to you. Jesus said, wherever two or three of you agree concerning anything that you may ask, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. So I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward. And as they're coming, why don't you come forward with them and receive prayer. Come forward, guys. worshiping with us today if you must go you're free to go but don't leave 
like that. Take your time. Get to know some people and come and receive prayer if you need to. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace and such a revelation of His love for you that you're never the same. May you go and spread His love everywhere you go. In Jesus' name, amen.